This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Nom.com, and if you love your pet, which I know you do, you're going to want to feed them the finest pet food of all time by going to Nom.com. You can try out some of the finest food available to your beloved pet, your best friend. Everyone loves their dog. You can try out the beef mash, the chicken cuisine, the pork potluck, and turkey fair meals for your dog. And there's many, many more different recipes on there. If you love your dog, you're going to want to give them this food. It's absolutely amazing. It looks so damn good, I would eat it myself. And I'll tell you what, you can really not even tell by the love and affection that your dog gives you after they eat some anomalous delicious food. You're going to see it as well because their fur looks so much sweeter, healthier, and just thicker and just fuller because I'll tell you what, the vitamins and the nutrition, all the good stuff is in this food that your dog needs to grow a healthy set of fur, live a long, healthy life, and be your best friend forever. You can also use our code VOMSHOW to save up to 50% off your first order and get free shipping for a limited time. Go to nom.com and tell them the nerd sent you. This podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at Binoid.com, makers of the finest THC product on the market. They've been longtime sponsors of the show and also been providing me the greatest THC product on the market. I absolutely love Binoid. We've been with them for quite a while now, and they've been good to us. And oh my goodness, I love their product. I started off with the capsules, then I moved on to the vape pens, then I started rolling my own with, with the flower, then I got the pre-rolls because I got lazy. Doesn't matter. This stuff is absolutely amazing and will make you feel good in many different ways, mentally, physically, and it will just improve the quality of your life. You have to try this stuff out. It is changing the way people are living their lives. Binoid, B-I-N-O-I-D.com, and also our sister website because it's so big. There's so much business. We had to open up another website. Blooms Hemp, B-L-O-O-M-Z Hemp.com. You can get wax dabs, pre-roll flour, capsules. You can get the cigarettes. You can get the pre-rolled blunts. You can get the the vape cartridges. You can get the uh, gummy bears, the gummy worms, the sour diesel patch. You can get the, uh, the the wax, the dabs, all the hoodads and all that shit. I don't even understand. There's so many different ways now to get THC in your system. It's blowing my mind. You can even get soda cans, seltzer. With THC infused in it, this stuff will get you laced up. And I will also tell you a little secret here. We now have psychedelic mushrooms in three different flavors, milk chocolate, dark chocolate, and white chocolate. This stuff will send you straight to heaven if you have a couple of bites. It is phenomenal product. Very safe and secure lab-tested THC. And, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. We have mushrooms. I will say it again. This stuff is phenomenal. You have to check it out right now and use our code NERD to save 10% and get free shipping on any order at Binoid.com and Bloom's Hemp. On with the show. It's another episode of the often imitated, never duplicated Voices Misery podcast. And of course, I am the nerd with another podcast for that ass. What's going on, people? Today's Monday, August 28th, and I am so excited to be here today because it's Monday, and that means another week. And I can't believe it. August is here, and it's gone in the blink of an eye. I mean, holy shit. What the hell happened to 2023? What happened to 2022? What happened to 2021? 
feels like just yesterday we were being told to stay in our houses, go get a vaccine, don't go into a store without a mask on, and just like Groundhog Day, it feels like it may be coming back, but we'll get into that all in a little bit here, but I do want to get into a couple of things here that I've done over the weekend, um, just watched a couple of different things on TV, I was watching uh, Eli, this movie on Netflix, and the reason why I even picked this movie to watch was because I'm a big fan now of the actress that plays Beth Dutton on uh, Southland, that TV show that I was talking about with uh, Kevin Costner or whoever the hell. And I was just flipping through Netflix, and I saw her on this um, little preview. You know, when you click on the movie and see a little preview, and it was in the horror section. So, of course, I love horror movies. I'll watch pretty much any horror movie, known the man. And with Beth being in there, I was like, oh, cool. Let me check it out. Put it on, and... Uh, started off just like any other generic horror movie, um, just basic bullshit, you know, child possessed, there's something wrong with them, there's a sickness, they have to bring them somewhere and get them checked out, and the kid's name is Eli, uh, you know, the title of the movie, obviously, he's in this weird precarious situation where, like, they have him, kind of like Boy in the Bubble, but it's a giant mansion, that they have him in there where these, these nurses are just really taking a special interest in this kid's problem and what's going on with them, and the whole time the parents are... Obviously, you know, your child is sick, they're very distraught about the whole thing, and there's a little bit of bickering, you know, back and forth with each other. And then some, like, girl shows up, young girl, about the same age as the kid, who's probably around 11, 12 years old, I guess, uh, as far as the story goes. And there's this, like, glass that separates him to the outside world of this, like, room that he's in, locked up in this, like, giant mansion hospital-looking thing. And the girl's like, hey, uh, you know we could talk through this glass or whatnot and they're just sitting there bullshitting and she leaves and she comes back a couple times and this whole time it's like there's a psychological aspect of like what's wrong with this kid is he getting better what's this hospital doing to him and slowly but surely secrets start coming out and supernatural shit starts going on like hauntings and whatnot this movie's i'm gonna be honest with you it's really hard to talk about without giving away spoilers because this has possibly the best or one of the best twists in a horror movie that I've ever seen, and you think it's going one way, and it's like, oh, here we go, another fucking cookie-cutter movie, and then it throws this fucking huge twist out of nowhere that I did not see coming, and it was such a good ending that I started this movie off at like a D plus, D minus, and then it jumped up to like a C plus, because it was that good of a twist that I just didn't see coming, and it doesn't take much anymore to get a good grade out of me when it comes to TV shows or movies. It's just one of those things where if I see something and I like it, I'll either put it on the back burner and I'll talk about it later or recommend it to someone or I'll talk about it immediately if I really liked it. And this was one of those things that I really liked. I enjoyed the hell out of the ending twist of Eli, and it was a really decent movie. Um, besides that twist, it was decent. The twist was great, so I, I, I guess it was just a you know, thumbs up from the nerd here, and I would recommend that to anybody who is just looking for something a little bit different, but kind of the same, like, you feel like you've seen the movie before, and then the twist happens, and then it becomes unique and different, you gotta check it out for yourself to see what the hell I'm talking about, because I'm trying to be careful when I'm talking about the movies, I really don't want to give it away, and I hate people that spoil shit, because you have no control over what I say next, so I could spoil it inadvertently for you, and make an enemy out of you, so I don't want to do that, I don't want to make any more enemies, because I did get an email that I'm going to get into here in a little bit, you know, once I'm done here talking about the weekend. But I did want to talk about a couple of deaths here. There's a couple of things, uh, some sad news here in the world of entertainment, where uh, Bob Barker, host of The Price is Right, former host, rather, 
posted it for like 30 something years i believe he passed away at 90 fucking nine years old man and couldn't have hung out there a couple of more months i guess whenever his birthday is he could have hit the big triple digits but 99 man he really can't fucking scoff at that 99 years old is nothing nothing to scoff at with the great life that he had i mean he had a really good life and you really have to search hard find someone that has something bad to say about bob barker man holy fuck i remember uh that show being on and i know it's cool to you know say nice things about people when they die or whatever and pretend you're like this huge fan of theirs and i'm not gonna do that here i certainly wasn't a fan of bob barker or the price was right uh bob barker it just i didn't hate the guy I didn't dislike him or anything i just never really watched the show it was it was on but i thought it was a boring show i didn't see a point to it you're guessing the price of shit that is completely wrong i don't know where the fuck they got the prices for half the shit they were talking about it's like a fucking it's like a bottle of hand sanitizer it's like 15 bucks and you're like what the where the fuck are they getting the sanitizer you know it's just i don't know what the fuck they were just always coming up with weird shit on these shows but it was always one of those staples. It was one of those things that was that, that was on. He's one of those guys who you knew his face, you knew his voice. Um, I never really watched the show, but I know he used to tell people to spay and neuter their pets at the end. So the guy was definitely iconic. If I known things that he said, never really watched the show. He had that really cool ass microphone too that I'm fucking envious of. I wish I had one for the show here. It was like that 1970s mic that he. I don't think he's used that till the day he left the show. Man, he, they should bury him with the damn thing. It was like a long-ass stick with like a little fucking nub on it. Kind of like my Dizong. No, I'm just joking. But no, um, but yeah, it was really fucking cool, though. Um, you know, microphone. But Bob Barker, 99 years old. The guy had money, fame. He was adored by millions of people. I mean, he lived a fucking life that a lot of people <laughs> would fucking kill to have. So I'm not going to shed any tears. The man lived a long time, and he had a great life. So good for you, Bob Barker. And rest in peace, man. And uh, the price is definitely always going to be right up in heaven now that they have a host so there you go another death here uh arlene sorkin passed away and this one really bothered me because uh she's 67 years old and she was the voice of harley quinn on batman the animated series among other things over the years and when i think about harley quinn's voice man arlene sorkin's the one she was phenomenal and i have a whole collection of favorites on youtube I've heard, like, doing the voiceover of uh, Harley, because I'm a big voiceover fan. I love voiceover stuff, and I'll get into that, too, what I was working on. But uh, really cool stuff there, man. Uh, Arlene Sorkin, she was also in Days of Our Lives, and she was also uh, and a couple other things, too, but really it was Days of Our Lives and uh, Harley Quinn were the two main things. And everyone tries to emulate her voice that does the Harley Quinn. I know Kelly Cuoco did a voice. I know Tara Strong did the voice very well as Tara Strong probably my favorite voiceover person but no one could ever quite get it like Arlene did and it was because she was the original and supposedly from what I remember reading I can't remember where I saw this but they were talking about a DC um, comic book writer or, or uh, drawer I don't know what the fuck he was talking about the Harley Quinn character and how they base it off of Arlene's character in Days of Our Lives because she was really like aloof and just goofy and kind of spacey and out there. And she did have that Harley Quinn voice. So they were like, we heard the voice, we saw her acting on Days of Our Lives, and we made her Harley Quinn. And to me, she'll always be Harley Quinn. She was phenomenal. The tattoo I have on my leg actually is of the Harley Quinn that she played from the animated series. So... 67 years old, man. It just kind of makes you think, like, holy fuck, she's not that old. Bob Barker was old as fuck, so when he dies, it's like, oh, he's 99, you know, rest in peace. But 67, that's still kind of young, and, um, man, 
this sucks, but I'm also kind of envious too because <laughs> I don't want to get all grim on everybody here, but it's, uh, you know, just one of those things, you know, like voice of your childhood is gone and it's just fucking sad, you know? You start getting older and you see people die or you hear about their deaths or whatever and it's people that you grew up listening to or watching. You never really think about death when you're young. It's just you're young you know life goes on forever it's never even a thought that enters your mind but as you get older and you start seeing like your heroes and sports or whatever or family members or athletes or whatever the fuck actors actresses voiceover people musicians they start passing away and they were kind of always like a part of your life growing up it makes you sit back and reflect and think about your own life and how like what the fuck you know like shit that happened to them and then you start looking at yourself a little bit thinking about your own mortality but just kind of goes to show you how fickle life can be and how short it can be and how uncertain it can be, especially if you're COVID vaccinated. You got to basically just, you know, appreciate life as much as you can, I guess. You know, it's just really tough, but don't want to go down that path too much. You were talking about dead people. We got some other things to talk about um, here on the show, but Arlene Sorkin and Bob Barker, rest in peace. I know there's probably other people that pass away and rest in peace as well, but those are the two main ones that I remember hearing about. And if I missed another celebrity death, I'm sure there's a third one coming. Isn't that what they say? They always happen in threes. Please let me know. Hopefully the cycle's broken and we can stop dying for a little bit because man, this fucking world is full of death right now. It's very sad, but I did want to talk about um, this email I got. (laughs) Let me just fucking get into this one here. So I got an email the other day, and I'm just sitting here, just hanging out, watching TV. It was around 4.35 o'clock yesterday, and it was just a weird day. And I get a message from, from Boogie, and she's like, check this email out. Because I don't check the email much anymore. I, once every couple of days, I'll check it. Uh, you know, She's like, check this email out. And she screenshots it to me. And it says, suck it, bitch. <laughs> it's the title of this email, where the person says, suck it, bitch. So, of course, I'm going to open it up, and, and I'm, I'm going to read this uh, message here. So here it is verbatim. It says, Yo, nerd, I listen to your show, and I got to say, I don't know how you got your info, man, but the COVID shot saves lives, and you and your wife going to get that COVID, and ain't nobody going to give a fuck whether you live or die. Matter of fact, I'll send you to hell myself, you blasphemer. Read this on the show, I fuck dare you, bitch. Send me your address, I'll come see you. And it wasn't Y-O-U, it was the U, so you can tell they meant business. They were so furious and infuriated and ready to fight that they just couldn't spell out the word U. They just just tapped the U and just got the fuck off the computer, hit send. They wanted me to get this that bad, and I got it. So uh, I guess I'm a blasphemer, and I'm going to die of COVID. So there you go, people. Maybe I can make this guy happy, or female, I don't want to misgender the person, because obviously they're on the left if they hate me this much, and they're wishing me to go to hell and die, that's obviously a leftist thing. And I did read this on the show, you dared me, and now I dare you to go fuck yourself, how about that? So, And uh, send me your address, I'll come see you, motherfucker, please, show up at this house, you will not leave. Uh, There you go, so... (laughs) fucking love these things these hate blurbs are just fun i mean keep them coming please seriously uh, and and also thanks because I, I i did post this on twitter and uh i did get some 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 nice words from some of you great listeners out there and i know i'm guilty of it talking about the negative stuff all the time and you know things like that but there is a lot more good 
than there is bad. It's just that the bad sticks out more. And it makes me laugh, to be honest with you. Stuff like that really cracks me the hell up because people out there just get so wound up over the dumbest shit. When the solution is simple, man. If something's bothering you, you fucking let it go. You hang up. You fucking just disconnect. You go somewhere else. You get your rocks off elsewhere. You fucking just stop the damn thing from playing if you don't like what I'm saying. Whatever, man. There's there's a thousand other... Trust me, there's a lot more people saying things you want to hear that I don't say right now. Trust me. I, I guarantee you no one says shit that I say. So if you hate what I say that much, there are probably 10 million other fucking podcasts you can listen to. So go ahead and fucking listen to them and have fun. And stay away from lasers or wear a blue hat. And yes, wear a blue hat because there's some weird shit going on, on the internet that I've been checking out lately. It's about these fucking Hawaii fires and... I try not to get into the whole conspiracy thing too much because I don't really give a shit uh, about things that don't concern me or things that I can't change. It just doesn't really affect me at all. I mean, I got better shit to worry about than fucking is space real or fucking lizard people living in between the crust of the fucking earth. I mean, I don't give a fuck. Seriously, it's just, is Bigfoot real? Do I fucking do I live in the fucking woods? Is Bigfoot going to come kill me? Are fucking aliens going to come down and beam me away? Please do if you can fucking hear this. I don't know, but seriously, man, this one is really interesting, and there's a really fun video that I saw on uh, YouTube where, I don't I forgot who the hell it was, but they were showing how a laser can burn through a plethora of colors, but when it hits the color blue for some reason, it just, like, kind of skates over it. It's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. It's like trying to light a fire on top of ice. It, it's just impossible. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to last. It just kind of fucking glides right over this blue color. And it's weird because I was watching some videos of the Hawaii fires and they were showing like everything on fire except for like a blue car. And there was like a, there was like a couple of houses, um, with like blue roofs. I'm like, that's fucking odd. And there was an article back in 2018 that kind of ties it all together and starts the conspiracy theorist up where the color blue is like immune to lasers and they were saying how Hawaii wants to become one of the innovators of green technology and how do you get a bunch of people on board with you know hey we're gonna have to redo this whole thing and make it green what's the fastest way to do that is by knocking it all down and building it back up so the first thing I thought was oh they fucking set this shit up man they fucking started lighting fires and whatnot and then I see this video of the blue and the lasers, and I'm like, what the fuck is this, man? Like, I, I never knew about this at all. But apparently lasers, because they're fucking immune to the color blue or whatever the fuck, I don't know. And you see these videos and pictures online of, like, the car and the roofs. And I'm sitting there like, all right, so who did these houses belong to? And I didn't confirm this for myself, but I was looking online, and they were saying how, like, these houses belong to very wealthy people in Hawaii the ones with the blue roofs, so they were immune to the fire. So these are probably the ones that were already set up for the green lifestyle. And then you look at the other houses burning around it, they were fucking going to have to get rebuilt into this lifestyle that Hawaiians want. Or not Hawaiians want, but the government wants them to have because for some reason they're just so fucking fixated on their cause they just can't fucking get their minds off of this bullshit they've been pushing for decades and decades. I just don't understand. But it does bring about a lot of different questions here and you think about Hawaii and like why they want to do it there it's just like this is one of many incidences that just can't be explained and it's just too fucking weird and the conspiracies make way too many fucking like good points here and it makes way too much fucking sense where the rational explanation that they're given here is oh sometimes fires just jump from thing to thing but then it's like why 
is the color blue fucking immune. I just don't fucking get it, man. So conspiracy theorists, you fucking got me on this one, man. I am all in on this Hawaii blue laser bullshit with the color blue, man. I'm just going to really start deep diving into that bullshit and seeing what comes out of it. But it's just fucking crazy, man. We are in a transformative period in our lives. And I've, I've, I've been really thinking here if there has been a time where things were just chill for like the, the person's entire duration of life where a person was just born things were good they died and things were the same as they came in you know it's a constant cycle of innovation and change in this world where we are changing so fast and i was thinking about how fast we're moving and we were actually in a walmart the other day nerdette and i with the kid we were doing some school shopping and I was looking at Walmart's electronics section, and this is just a small sample of, of you know, everything that we're, we're putting out there, all the product and shit that just doesn't mean anything anymore. And there was like a tape player, there was a, a CD player, a couple of boom boxes, and they all had fucking dust on them. And I'm looking like flash drives and keyboards. I'm looking at all this shit, and I asked the guy, I'm like, dude, does any of this stuff fucking move? And he's like, no, we don't sell any. He's like... The only thing we sell here are video games and cell phones and cell phone accessories and computers. But, like, a lot of the shit that they have there is obsolete, but this was, like, top product back in the 80s. And you can even think about your old Christmases when you're opening up Christmas presents. And you had, like, a VHS tape, you had a cassette tape, you had all sorts of cool shit. And there were places making all this cool shit. And now all this stuff is just defunct, and you're trying to figure out, like, all right, what took the place of all this stuff? And you look at your cell phone, it's got all these things in one little device that fits in your pocket. Your tablet does everything your computer used to do. So you can throw out all the shit you used to have. And you've got one thing that rules everything. It does it all. You don't need anything else. We're heading to a place now where it's starting to scare me because you don't need to do a lot of different things, not just items and bullshit that you put under the Christmas tree. You don't even have to get out of bed to go to work anymore. You don't have to move. You don't have to do anything. You don't even have to lose weight. I mean, this has been a thing for a while, but you, you can just go to a doctor and get the shit cut out of you. It's like they're taking the manual labor out of life. You don't have to get up. You don't have to move. Don't worry about it. We'll bring your food to you. We can do all this stuff. We don't even have cashiers anymore. Everything's automated. Automation, automated, automation, automated, automation. You fucking can't even do a damn thing. You can't even lift your own fucking fingers anymore. And it's like, all right, we're getting to a spot now where the innovation is getting so damn crazy that it has to slow down eventually for us to be able to sustain ourselves. We can't rely on the things that we make to sustain us because we forget how to do it ourselves. We forget. I mean, you make people dumber by making their lives automated. You have a very small percentage of people making this shit and a very large percentage of the people using this shit. So these have these fucking large percentage of people that don't know how to fucking make their fucking bed or do their laundry or cook because they got fuck everything getting delivered to them. What happens when the grid goes down? You're only going to have a few survivors out there and a bunch of fucking people out in the streets, like looking up in the sky, waiting for their signal to come back or the robots to start moving again. That's the weird dystopian future that I see. And they're all going to be naked because the fucking weird shit's going to, and they're all going to be like holding hands with fucking kids because they're going to pass all sorts of weird shit. I, I just have a very grim outlook for the future. I don't think, um, like, there's no hero that's going to come save us. No one's going to stop it. We have to stop it ourselves, or we just have to adapt, or get some... I, I don't even fucking know, man. I mean, there's just so many different things out there that are just bothering me right now in life that I just don't even know where to fucking start, man. I mean, the way my brain works is I think of scenarios. I think of a lot of different things that could happen and things that may happen, and some things probably will happen. And I always keep coming back to this dark future for us, you know? I, Not what I want, not what I hope for, 
but it's one of those things where I just can't see it happening any other way. I just feel like bad shit is inevitable because at our core, we are bad people. Um, you look at the animal kingdom. I mean, they all just do things out of necessity to survive. We do things because we're fucking dirtbags. We're fucking greedy. We do things based off of sin and, and and gluttony, things that we don't need. I mean, why the fuck were people buying up all the fucking tissue when, when COVID was, was first announced or all the hand? We have to get 30 different cases, and then they try to resell it for a higher product because, hey, people are dying, supposedly. But we're going to mark up all the shit that you need to keep yourself safe, and we're going to sell it to you at a higher price because we're fucking dickheads. That's not how a society grows and fucking loves each other and gets along. And, and it's not sustainable. It really isn't. I mean, this world is all about, you know, I'm, I'm looking out for me and not looking out for anybody else. And like I said before, on like a much smaller scale, when you look at Democrat areas and how you got leadership and the culture needs to change, we have a, we have a cultural problem in the world, not just America. It's a world culture fucking issue. We are just lost. So we've, we've been lost since the day we were fucking created because we were given free will, and I think that was a fucking mistake, because, not, I mean, <laughs> you see what happens when you give people free will to dictate their own lives. I mean, we become fucking hateful, destructive, we fucking just can't even, I mean, we can't even find a good reason to hate each other. We fucking, oh, your skin's darker than mine, I hate you. What the fuck kind of a reason is that? I mean, this world is just fucking lost. But that's why we're here, to help each other find each other and stay on the righteous path, and we will. I guarantee it. We are going to have a very good time here today on the show. And before we get any topics or anything like that or anything involving the show, I did want to give a special shout out to Boogie. Um, she had a really good idea about putting the commercials at the beginning of the show and worked out a nice little arrangement where we could do that. Uh, for the time being, we're going to get with the sponsors and see how that works. If it helps or hurts, whatever. But I prefer to do them at the beginning of the show. Uh, listen to them if you want. Skip them if you want. That's just the way that I am as a consumer. I know how it is. Nobody wants their show fucking littered with commercials. So I'm going to try to have it that way. The sponsors seem to be pretty happy so far. We're going to monitor in a couple of weeks, see how that goes. And besides that, I had a really crappy Sunday. It was just, man, it was just a crappy day. Um, started off okay. Got a little bad and Thanks to Boogie for helping me out here, keeping me busy and occupied. Went and did some things. Um, I said I was going to touch back on this, and I and I am the whole voiceover thing. I actually recorded a nice reel, and we're still working on it. Um, trying to get some things going here, trying to get back to the voiceover work. I got really close once, but COVID happened, and things kind of screwed it up. And I've been pretty complacent in the past few years trying to get life back on track. But now things are looking up and up here and getting better. We're going to start looking heavily into that and trying to get back into the voiceover stuff so got a nice reel we were uh, working on some different things getting like a list together of voices i can do pretty well things i'm working on things i'm trying to work on things i'm trying to get and we started recording some things here we had a couple of monologues here that i read as joker batman did a couple of different other ones uh, even tried to superman was pretty good and freddy cougar beetlejuice there's a lot of different voices that i've been kind of putting out there just to send them out to different agents different people that are looking for something uh, try to get some work out here and I got a lot of connections thanks to people I've had on the show and things like that so there is some hope there that uh, that, that life's going to get even better and just at a point in my life where I just want to do things that I want to do I'm sick of bullshit I'm sick of games I'm sick of fucking people and their crap you know I'm not here to be fucked with I'm just trying to just get through life just like everybody else so other than that it was a pretty decent weekend besides you know yesterday sucked but other than that you know life is all about good days and bad days you just got to roll with it and keep it fucking moving so 
that's what we're going to do here in this show. We're going to keep it moving today. And oh my goodness, I am going a little long-winded here in the opening. And you know what? I feel pretty bad because I almost forgot that today someone is celebrating a birthday. And that is you, Florida man or Florida woman. We only know that there's two. Happy birthday to you. So, today is August 28th and this Florida man does not disappoint. He's from Panama City where a man presumed to be in yellow underwear as everyone went home due to rain on Tuesday afternoon in Florida, USA. He was walking his goat on East Avenue near 231. A woman shared images of the man walking with his goat on Facebook and captioned it, What did I just witness? The woman wrote, A man is playing the harmonica with a straw hat in his underwear and walking his goat. A local defense attorney named, and I fucking love this name, Hoot Crawford, sent the picture to the News Herald as really walking a goat in the parking lot. I don't know where he went, but he's a goat. A man who shared what he saw on Facebook said, I was going to the beach and I saw a man wearing bright yellow underwear. He had a straw hat on his head and a big-ass fucking horny fucking goat, man. So there you go. There's Florida Man for you. Happy birthday to you from the Voices of Misery. And Florida Man, holy shit. These people are just fucking crazy down there. I mean, there was a time where I wanted to live in Florida, but holy crap, I think I might have to change my mind on that one because holy fuck, I, I just don't think I'd fit in. Yellow's not my color, and I don't really care for animals too much. I mean, from a distance, but these exotic ones like goats, I don't know if I could fucking do that. But here we go. Let's get into some topics here. Uh, we got a nice format here for you today. It's going to be a couple of good ones here, a couple of bad ones, some that will make you laugh, some that will make you cry, but that's what we're here for, to experience it all together. So let's cry along with this son of a bitch here. I mean, everyone's been through a breakup. Everyone's had issues with their spouse before, right? I mean, you, after a while, you've been with someone long enough, you start to realize you hate certain things about them, this thing about this person, this thing about this person. Well, this woman broke up with her boyfriend because he refused to buy her tampons. I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm watching the game, was what she heard. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there, guys, where, you know... When a woman has that time of the month, I guess, it's one of those times where they don't want to fucking move or do shit. Sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and fucking do something for someone else. This guy sounds like a selfish prick, but let's get the full story. It's no secret that we seem to be moving backwards as a society in so many unsettling ways. But it seems we're also moving backwards in the dumbest ways possible, too. Like men once again refusing to buy their wives and girlfriends period products. It may seem hard to believe that all the way in 2023, some men are still afraid of a box of cotton and cardboard... But that seems to be the case, and for one woman online, it's led her to just call it quits in her relationship entirely. So this fucking bitch, it sounds to me like she's trying to train this motherfucker to do whatever the fuck she wants when she wants it, and I'm just going to start it off just like that, because I'm a guy, and I know that there's certain things that I need. If I am shaving my face with my electric razor, which has replaceable blades, I'm not going to not buy the blades that I need in preparation and anticipation that I'm going to need these, and they're going to need to be replaced soon. If you know every single fucking month that you're going to bleed for a couple of days because you're a woman and you have a period, you need to fucking prepare. You stock the fuck up. You don't wait until you don't have any and then tell someone else to go buy your shit for you. That's your problem, not his. If if it's a money issue and you're like, hey, I need 10 bucks to go get some pads, and he's like, no, then he's an asshole. But is he an asshole for not going? I know it's not that segment, but I can't blame this guy. He's sitting there hanging out. What the fuck, man? I mean, I'm accused all the time of... Uh, being an asshole sometimes with certain things, but this one I feel like I'm right. You got to give me a break on this one, man. If you are a fucking woman and you know when your period comes, I mean, you have a roundabout time, you know exactly, you don't know the exact day, but you know, you can kind of pinpoint the shit. 
All right. I've lived with women my whole life. I'm kind of, I kind of know a little bit about this. I'm not claiming to be, you know, a fucking expert like these fucking dudes that overnight turn into a woman and pretend they can fucking give lectures or TED talks on the shit. But you got to prepare. I mean, there's ample time, you know, you got a couple of weeks before your next one, you fucking prepare, you stock up a little bit. Jesus. So anyway, of course, there aren't any real reasons for a man to be unwilling to buy tampons. And this is an article courtesy of Yahoo. Uh, you can tell by the wording of this bullshit, just men bashing the whole fucking time. Uh, besides perhaps being trapped under something heavy and being unable to move, but you get the picture. Lots of men are not particularly comfortable buying them, and that's understandable. Most men don't even understand how periods work, let alone how to buy tampons. Uh, I, will, I, will, I will give them that. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking for when I go in there. That's why if I go into a store... And I'm like, I always ask, that's a nice thing to do. Say, hey, I'm going to go head over to the store. Does anybody need anything? And if I'm told to buy pads, I'll say, okay, send me a picture of it. Because I'm not going to, I have no fucking clue. There's 18,000 fucking different colors and sizes with wings, without wings, purple one, orange one, green one, fucking, I don't even know. No fucking clue what these things are. I mean, I would come home with tampons. Oh, you, you're supposed to get the pads. Like, come on with the pads. You're supposed to get the tampon. Stop bleeding, bitch. It ain't my fucking... You go to the fucking store, you know? Like, But, like, things are much easier because we handle it differently here. It's not like that. But that's how it would be if, if I wasn't, you know, thinking ahead. So you get a picture of the thing, you fucking match it. I don't understand what the problem is. I mean, you can't... If you're a fucking grown man, nothing should bother you like fucking what people think, you know? I mean, that's the problem. We, we give a shit too much what people think. What the fuck is going to... everything? Isn't everything self-checkout anyway? I mean, who the fuck is going to give you the evil eye because you got tampons in your fucking cart? No one's going to think you're weird because the person who's going to judge you is probably a fucking dude wishing he was a woman or pretending anyway or wears fucking panties underneath his fucking dress suit because people are so goddamn weird nowadays anyway. I don't know. So anyway, but that's what one woman on Reddit received from her boyfriend when she asked him to help her out. After he offered to help when she told him she wasn't feeling well, no less. The woman wrote that she was hesitant to even ask because he's so frequently unwilling to help her out anyway. But she decided to just give it a shot and ask if he could run to the store since it's about a two-minute drive from his place to grab the items for me. That way it would save her time as she prepared to stay the night at his house while also dealing with the sickness that comes with periods from any woman. She even tried to make it easy on him offering to send them both money and photos of exactly what she needed and exactly where to get them. So, I, 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 I mean, she gave him exactly what I asked for. Just give me some pictures. And she gave him money. I don't get the money part. I have to go come out of the pocket with the shit, but at least I get the pictures and know what the fuck I'm looking for. But even that wasn't good enough for this guy. He chuckles and said, yeah, no, we can just go together to grab those things. It would make no sense for her to go with him, so she said no thanks. And when she confronted him about it, later things got even more ridiculous. I asked him why didn't he want to grab the items for me after he asked if he could help me, she wrote. He answers, I'm not going to embarrass myself. We could have grabbed it together. Besides, I don't want to get up as I was in the middle of a game. Now, all right. If, if it's his team and it's an important game, fucking what is wrong with you, bitch? You're not feeling well. You can get the fuck. You're a grown-ass woman, man. You're not a kid who needs to be fucking taken care of. There needs to be accountability held here. You're in a relationship, which means you're in a partnership. I had to go do things for myself when I was sick. I've done things for other people when they were sick. They've done things for me when I was sick. It's just a fucking thing, man. If, if he's busy, you can't expect him to drop everything for you. It's You're not that fucking important. Even though you guys are in love in a committed relationship, it doesn't fucking matter, man. This guy has a life, too, you know? This is your problem. You take care of your shit. Your problem isn't his problem. I'm sorry. I know you're in a partnership in a relationship, and I know someone's yelling at their screen, well, if you love him and if she loves you, blah, 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 fucking blah. No, listen, he's doing something. 
Why does the man always have to bend over fucking backwards to the woman's needs? Why can't it be the opposite sometimes? It's a, it's a, it's a, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. The, the traditional roles of men and women have always kind of bothered me a little bit because it's always been about, you know, when you go back to like way fucking back, I'm like hundreds and hundreds of years ago when women were just supposed to be the fucking, you, you get fucked, you make a baby, you shut up, you stay home and you just clean, you take care of the house, you do whatever the man does, whatever the man tells you to do, he can cheat on you, you're supposed to smile and say, thank you, sir, and you fucking get smacked around. That's how it was back then. I, I don't agree with it. I don't like seeing old movies or anything where the women are treated that way. It sucks. But women were allowed to evolve in a way where, hey, you can vote, you can do this, you can do that. You're a woman, you're just as good as a man, we're going to give you equal pay, equal everything. But yet the man is still supposed to be the backbone of everything, which I don't care. I'm, I'm okay with that role. I embrace that role. I love it. I, I like doing for others. I like asking people if they're okay, if I can help them in any way. That's just me. I'm a personality wise. I would have to say that I would be a, like a caretaker, someone who likes to do for others at the expense of their own self. That's, that's just me in a nutshell. So I don't mind it, but there are other people out there. They're like, Hey, listen, man, I'm a fucking dude. I need a hug sometimes. I, you know, sometimes I'm going to cry. Sometimes I'm going to need help. I'm going to need this. I don't want to do this sometimes. Maybe I'm not going to be this guy who goes out and does this. Maybe I want to stay home and, and not work while you work and do something for a little bit. Or maybe we can both be partner. There's different types of people out there, different types of relationships. Why is this guy not allowed to sit and watch a fucking game? And it seems like everyone on here, from what I'm seeing in the comments, are bashing this guy, saying he's not a real man. He's a piece of garbage. You can tape the game. And this poor innocent woman can go back to that woman who's getting smacked around hundreds of years ago that can't do a damn thing for herself only because she doesn't feel like it at that moment. She gets that benefit of the doubt, but this guy doesn't. He's watching a fucking game. He's chilling out, man. Who, who the fuck says he wants to leave? That could be his only day off. You know, we don't know too much about this story. But people are dumping on this guy, telling him, oh, leave this motherfucker, all sorts of bullshit. All because he didn't want to go. He didn't want to embarrass himself, and he was in the middle of game. I, I just don't understand it. But anyway, the article continues. There are, of course, two major problems here. One, being embarrassed by buying tampons is more along the lines of a 12-year-old boy than a grown man of 28 years old. I'll agree. When you're a 28-year-old man, who gives a fuck what you got on? Sure, it's a personal product for a personal issue, but it's also an issue shared by nearly every woman on the planet. It's not really any different than going to get her, say, cold medicine, and if you can't handle it, you probably shouldn't be dating women in the first place. And then more important, of course, is the lack of willingness. You're in the middle of a game? That's not really a valid reason to not show up for your partner in a moment of need, especially when you ask how you could help them. Unsurprisingly, his girlfriend seemed to feel similarly. She writes, after hearing this, I ended things and left. So she was able to get up and leave when she was mad that he didn't want to leave for her. She should have just used that same energy to get her fucking lazy fat ass off the couch gone to the fucking store, and got her on fucking tampons. But that's not how these motherfuckers roll. And this is my fucking most hated story of the fucking day by far, because it wasn't until I started talking about it. And holy shit, I hate this woman, dude, because it's just, it's not fair. It's not fair. Why the fuck can't a guy have the same privileges as a woman when he doesn't feel like doing something? He doesn't have to. You should be able, in a time like today, it's 2023, women are, have all these rights now, right? But now they're being taken away because men are taking over the lives and roles of women now. It's so fucking confusing. But it's just really fucking annoying how this guy's getting dunked on. And, I, and the article was slanted towards the woman, bash the guy. It seems like that's the fucking way it is now. Just dunk on everybody you fucking can. But whatever, let's move on here. Airbnb host threatens to find a tenant's home address who left him a four-star review. Oh my goodness, so 
We've all heard our share of wild air and B&B stories with nightmare hosts or unacceptable accommodations. But what happened to one woman after she left her honest review of the property she stayed at left her stunned. On July 18, 2022, the professor from the University of British Columbia, Dr. Alex Moore, said in a since-deleted Twitter post that said, In the interest of my own personal safety as well as public safety, at Airbnb, at Airbnb Help, can you explain to me and everyone else why the host who sent me this message is still active on your platform? This person is clearly a threat and should not be allowed to host guests. The Airbnb host, Brad, had listed a one-bedroom, one-bathroom home in Vancouver, B.C. I left a four-to-five-star uh, review with a positive message, and the host has contacted me at my personal number with increasingly threatening text because my review brought their average down from a 5 to a 4.95, she explained. Though she had not given him the top rating, the professor left positive feedback saying she had enjoyed this day and would rebook the location if she ever happened to travel to Vancouver again. Nevertheless, the Airbnb host took offense to the four-star rating and decided to take action to get the, uh, the review removed. So, I guess there's an easy solution here when it comes to reviews and just get rid of the whole fucking number system and just simplify it, yes or no. Nobody wants to fucking read your long-ass review. No one has time to read a fucking three-page paragraph over what happened at the store or location because everyone's difference is anecdotal. You go to any website, any fucking business website... And the planet Earth, I guarantee you, you're going to see, hey, this store is dirty. Hey, this store is clean. Hey, this store's food sucks. Hey, this store's food is great. It's so confusing. I mean, you don't know these people. You don't know their experiences. You can't base your future, you know, possible experience based off of what they did experience because they could have just been in a bad mood that day. They could have had the best food experience and they could have just been mad because they didn't get a discount or something. And it was the best place ever, but they're going to give it a shitty review. I hate reviews. I don't think people should be able to leave comments. I feel like you should just either give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And, hey, this place has 10,000 thumbs up and 5,000 thumbs down. I think we'll give it a shot or whatever the fuck you want to throw out number-wise for argument's sake. That's how it should be. Because, I mean, like right here, this lady gave a fucking four-and-a-half star review. And she said she'd stay there again. So, to me, that's a thumbs up. So, shut the fuck up with your bullshit gripes. I mean, you're just being picky at this point and lowering her score because you're a fucking asshole. It's kind of like when you're, um, you're you're giving a customer great service in a store or over the phone. You're working like a call center. And they give you the same kind of score. Like, after the call, hey, how did Nerd do on this call? And you're like, oh, I'm going to give him a... A four because no one's perfect and she got a five, even though you you did a perfect job for him. And I've I've seen that review before. Only God is perfect. They give you a fucking four and it's it screws you up. There's real world ramifications for a bad review, even if you meet it innocently. You just don't understand the system and the and the repercussions that someone would get for a bad score. Anyway, he started to text more repeatedly, demanding that she take the review down. He told her that he had her name, a picture of her, and her phone number, and threatened that if she didn't remove her rating within two days, he would track her down, and the fun begins. Alarmed and afraid, Moore contacted the Vancouver Police Department, and they visited the owner to tell him to stop harassing her. At the time, she was hopeful that his license to participate in house sharing would be revoked. She added to her tweet, stating that Airbnb had a duty to act and to protect guests, upset that Brad's listing was still active at the time she reported. Eventually, the company agreed and sent her a message that read, Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. We have concluded our investigation and can confirm for you that we have removed the host's account and listing from Airbnb. Moore was satisfied with the outcome and was still working with the business to get a refund due to what she'd had to endure at the hands of the angry property owner. She and Airbnb must have come to an agreement because the educator removed the post later on. So they probably hooked her up with a nice little payment. Gave her like a voucher or gift card or some shit for future stays. And it was enough. And 
these reviews, just to kind of give you an idea of how serious they are, there was an issue not long ago where I think it was eBay, where eBay sellers were getting like bad reviews. No, 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 it was Amazon. It was Amazon. So like there was a product on there and Amazon is infamous for people using fake reviews. They'd make accounts and they would just threaten and harass people the same way. If you bought like a, uh, let's say you brought a pillow on Amazon and the pillow comes to you and you're like, oh, this pillow is hard as a rock. I had to return it. And you gave it a one star. The person, the maker of the pillow or the manufacturer, whoever sold the damn thing or whatever, can reach out to you and say, hey, what did you not like about this? And then you say, oh, it was hard as a rock. I didn't like it. They can then counter your review and say, hey, how about if I give you 50 bucks? Will you change your review to a five star if I send you five more pillows and make them softer? They can barter and negotiate to get that review changed. So these people will take it seriously. And this guy's taking a little bit too fucking serious, threatening this woman's life and go to prison for the shit. But according to the website, Airbnb does background checks on both hosts and guests. Hosts receive a background check when the host logs in after creating a listing or when a stay or experience is booked, whichever comes first. The review includes checking for terroristic designations, looking at public records, state and county criminal records, and sex offender registries. So a background check can account for the one-off situation where someone lashes out. Now, this is interesting here. Um, nothing else happened out of the story here. The review just got changed and whatnot. But the thing I find interesting about this is because, you know, Airbnb is, is a foreign concept to me. It's like, what's going to happen to the hotel industry if this takes off more? Are you going to see people like, hey, you know, I, I, I like the idea of going on vacation, but I don't like the idea of, you know, having a hotel, security guards, a bunch of noise, drama, because you don't know what's going on at the hotel. When you go on vacation, you normally pick vacation times. So you're going to deal with a lot of other fucking people. You don't know if there's going to be partying. Depending on where you go, you can deal with you know, a lot of dumb shit that you don't want to deal with. So Airbnb is a really good idea because you can get yourself a private place and live almost as if you're at a home away from home. Very personalized. It's your shit. But I don't like the fact that, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen Airbnbs. I've been inside of one when we had people come down for vacation uh, down here like two years ago or so. Where you go in there and there's like signs and it looks like a little business place. They had like, oh, we're, this is where cups are and everything was labeled. It, it was nice. But it's just really unsettling to me, too, because you don't know whose house you're staying in. If I'm in a hotel, I feel like I'm more secure, taken care of, I'm safer because you know, or at least there's that comfort in your head. Like, hey, there's a Hilton sign, there's a Marriott sign, and I know bad shit happens there, but it's an official business. So you feel like they're insured, there's something, you know, good about it. It's more legit. You're not going to have a camera in the fucking toilet or above the shower in like a little fucking pinhole sized recorder or whatever uh, program thing going on you're in someone's house you're in their house i mean what what happens if fucking the home alone kid had an airbnb and you fucking put your hand on the bathroom fucking door and you burn your shit and the flamethrower burns your hair off you know i mean you just don't know what the fuck these people are doing if they're booby trapping i don't know if they have a security team for airbnb check every single one of these fucking houses i don't see that being a thing i feel like they might do a background check but uh, but after that i mean your results may fucking vary what happens if you slip and fall in their bathtub because it's like there's a loose thing? I mean, does the owner pay for that? Who pays for this shit? That's the problem here. It's like we're, we're using each other for resources. And it, I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't know how I feel about it. I, I guess I have a thought process here where if, if we go this route with all Airbnb, you're just going to see a huge uptick in, in, in bad things happening. You know, it's just not legit. Same way I feel about um, Uber and all those rideshare programs. You're getting in a car with a fucking complete stranger. 
and you don't know what's going to happen there. These people are, are, are not really trained. You don't know who the fuck they are. You don't know anything about them. You just get a text message and a face saying, hey, they're going to come pick you up. And you see how these videos go. of People getting in these fucking cars. You know, they're uninsured. These people don't give a fuck about you. There's fights. There's weird shit going on. These people aren't trained. I mean, you're not going into a building and saying, hey, you're going to be an official taxi driver. This is how you act. This is what you do. If this goes wrong, you do this. If this goes wrong, you do this. Here's a list of phone numbers. Here's some resources. Not with them. It's just like, okay, I'm going to fucking be a rideshare person. Okay, here's your sticker. Put on your car and have fun. You know, it's just a little bit unsettling like that. I mean, would you want your police in your town to be trained, or do you just want them to just give everyone a badge and a gun and be like, here's your cops now? You know, it's really fucking weird, but I don't know. Let's see what else we got here. There's a lot of different topics here, and uh, a lot of these were sent in on Twitter. Some of these were in the email. Um, some really good shit here, though. So thank you for the topics. Uh, really good stuff. Most of these were actually sent in by Boogie, and I know there's a couple other ones here. Just in a rush to get this format done. It was just a crazy day yesterday. A San Francisco bakery, speaking of the police, is refusing to serve police officers because its policy does not allow guns inside the store. Oh, man, of course it has to be San Francisco, a place notoriously lawless, a place that notoriously hates police. Let's see what's going on here. So some cops in San Francisco have to look elsewhere for their 11 goods after Reams, California. A local bakery chain said it is enforcing a policy not to serve anyone armed. The San Francisco Police Officers Association responded on X, the piece of shit website, formerly known as Twitter, uh, that Reams, a local bakery chain, had recently denied service to an officer who was in uniform. No cops allowed. That's a confirmed policy of the bakery chain Reams, the union said in its post on August 24th. Okay. This is... I mean, this is the fucking death knell for any business to say, fuck the police. I mean, even if you're in a Democrat area, you got to understand. I mean, this is this is not good. I mean, you can't say, fuck the police. You're not welcome here. You can't. When I worked in retail stores or like gas station or anything that would require like working with the general public directly, if a cop came in, there was always a general rule, man. If they come in, you give them free coffee, free fountain drinks. Uh, if they want to grab a cookie or like a, a donut or something, they, they get it for free. I've, I was taught this at a very young age when I was working because you, you want them to come around. I mean, that was always the safest thing is if you're nice to the police, they come around. They tell the cop friends, hey, you can get free coffee at this place. If you go here, you know, they'll take care of you because they appreciate the police. And then they, they will come out. They'll hang out in the parking lot with the other cops. They'll have their meetings. That deters crime and theft. And it's nice to have them on your good list. You're not giving away a ton of money. I mean, the shit that you're giving away is overpriced anyway. I just don't know why they can't take care of the police unless they secretly fucking hate the police, which is the case here. The posting included a screenshot of an email from Reams sent to the association that said the company has a policy to not serve anyone that is armed in a uniform. Still, the police supersede that. I mean, the, the, the police are the police. They should be special and exempt from these rules because if you're in uniform, you're a cop, you've got a gun. If it says no guns outside of a Walmart, the cops walk in Walmart all the time and take motherfuckers out left and right. Walmart doesn't bitch about it because they understand the cops have to do their job. Our rules are Walmart's rules for our customers. The police don't give a fuck about our rules. They can come in and do whatever the fuck they want. If they want to come in with their guns because they have official business to do, that's what they're going to do. If they want to come in and shop, they're on the clock. They're protecting us. We owe them this. They're protecting us with their lives. You can't give them a fucking coffee. You can't treat them like a fucking person that's protecting you. You can't give them respect, you fucking scumbag company. So it's 
Unclear if Reem's policy applies to all people who are armed or only those who are armed and wearing a uniform. Because they don't even fucking know. They just hate cops. Reem's not immediately returned insider's request for comment on Sunday, but the bakery chain did post a statement to Instagram Friday that said it strives to foster an environment of safety for our staff and customers. And boy, oh boy, this has blown the fuck up. The restaurant thanked the community for their support in the past and said that it is temporarily closed, but can't wait to reopen our doors very soon to provide the sanctuary space you all deserve. So they're temporarily closed because of the backlash that this article from Yahoo did not want to talk about because they got bashed online big time. They got a lot of threats and the store had to temporarily close while they try to figure out what the fuck they're going to do because they thought they were just because they're in San Francisco, they can treat cops like shit and everyone would just bow down because that's the way you would think things are out there. But I'm starting to think there might be some little bit of a renaissance and awakening of sorts going on out there in these Democrat run areas, even San Francisco. Because you're looking outside and you're seeing homeless people, you're seeing crack, you're seeing meth, you're seeing all sorts of weird shit, people shitting and pissing. I mean, piles of shit bigger than the fucking biggest mansion out there in uh, San Francisco. And people are starting to see what's going on there. And hopefully it's not too late. But then again, people have short memories. So the second things start getting good again, they're going to fall back into their old fucking habits because they're not that bright. That's just the way people are, man. I mean, I don't think really got to go too much into the deep dive on that one before we say, uh, let's move on to the next one here, because that's just fucking stupid. I mean, that business basically killed themselves, and that's basically what you call fucking around and finding out. All right, so these motherfuckers aren't going to get any cops over there anytime soon. I wonder what they would do if a person broke into the building and demanded all their cash and had a gun. Would they politely ask them to leave because we do not give our money away to criminals that have guns inside of our building? I don't fucking know. I wonder I wonder if they call the cops, if they would let the cops in the building, if they had just gotten robbed and beaten and they had to call the cops to file a police report. Would they stop them from coming in or would they tell them to take their socks and shoes off at the door as well as leave their guns and uniforms because you cannot have that at this fucking piece of shit place called Reams. All right. An abortion clinic worker. Here we go. Here's the fun shit. Oh, goodness. And this one came from uh, from our friend MK Mama. Um, she's a good friend of the show. She's been listening for quite a while. And actually, let me just give a quick shout out. She sent the, um, an update because she's been listening for a long time. And uh, she, like a lot of other people, were starting off the pandemic in one way and came out a different way, basically. And she was, I can't remember what her weight was, but she was like 250 or 260 or something like that. And I don't think she'll mind now me telling her her weight because that was her old weight. She um, been a listener for a long time and was like, hey, listen, I want to share my story with you. And she basically lost a ton of weight and she was using the keto diet as well as working out and doing a lot of good stuff. And man, she looks phenomenal now. And uh, she lost over 140 pounds uh, over the course of the pandemic. So about three years now she's been she's been at it and whole new outlook on life. So I just want to say thank you for that. And thank you for the topic as well. And uh, this one is an abortion clinic worker. <laughs> Here we go. The niceties are out of the way. Offers an undercover reporter illegal at-home abortions, according to this report from Daily Wire. An apparent Indiana abortion clinic worker offered an undercover reporter an at-home abortion, though abortions are now banned in the state, according to a report. Real News Michiana reporter Clifton French poses a transgender man seeking an abortion in a call to clinic for women in Indianapolis, Indiana abortion clinic. The clinic is in the process of closing following the state's abortion ban, which went into effect earlier this week after the Indiana Supreme Court denied a petition for a retrial filed by the American Civil Liberties Union and Planned Parenthood. 
In the recorded phone call, a woman named Bridget, uh, spelling unknown, said that she had all of the unnecessary resources to medically induce an abortion at home for 500 bucks. Jeez. Though the woman later relented to a barter price of 450 That's about as low as she can go. The woman acknowledged that her proposition was illegal. This is strictly between me and you, you know, because we're not supposed to be doing this, said the woman. I'm not supposed to be doing this because it's illegal. The woman also said she would lie about the date of the abortion procedure to make it defensible. So we're going to act like it's yesterday, said the woman. French reportedly passed on the information to the Indiana Attorney General's office. So I'm just going to stop there for a second and just uh, get my thoughts together on this one because you're intentionally breaking the law. And I don't even care about the law in this case because you're, you're doing something even more reprehensible than that. And you're actively encouraging this person to kill a baby. And I didn't think that was the purpose of Planned Parenthood. I didn't think they're sole purpose was to kill babies. I didn't think that's why women went there. I thought it was a counseling center where you went and you tried to get help and assistance with your child. I didn't think they were a fucking murder for hire business. I didn't think that was what they were supposed to be there for. You've got people like this working there that are willing to skirt around the law in order to kill a fucking baby. As far as abortion goes, I never had a problem or cared enough about this issue. I never did. It was one of those things where it's like, hey, it's a personal choice between a woman and their husband or spouse or boyfriend, whatever. Because at the end of the day, they're the one caring for the child, not me. Never understood why people get so bent out of shape. I know it sucks. It does. But it's not something you can stop. It, it really isn't. I mean, you can make laws, but then you're going to have people like this doing shit like this and offering these backdoor things that could kill the baby and the mom because they're not doing it in a safe environment. I mean, if people want to do what they do, let God judge them. Who are we to judge these people? If they want to fucking kill their babies, let them fucking do it. Let them deal with it afterwards. I know it sounds horrible to say, but at the end of the day, what's the solution here? You can't force these people to not do it. I mean, you can offer more counseling. You can regulate how Planned Parenthood works and maybe have it work the way it was designed to work, to incentivize women to keep their child, maybe give more resources, to incentivize women to keep their children, keep the nuclear family together, make sure there's a father in every home, if possible. I mean, there needs to be more research, uh, research done in education, basically, on the whole issue. you got to get people into buildings and talk to them about it, show them pictures of the baby, let them hear the ultrasound. I know that stops a lot of these abortions from happening in the first place. The fact of the matter is you can't just make it this easy because you're going to get the wrong people working there, like this fucking woman who's like, hey, I can just do this in the back of my fucking car you know i got the tools i got a fucking coat hanger in the fucking break room let me, let me go get it real quick you know it's 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 this isn't like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna forge you a fake driver's license give me 500 bucks i mean to me that's harmless you're you're taking a fucking life man like who was worse the fucking desperate confused mom or the person exploiting this desperate confused mom taking their money and doing it in a completely unsafe manner it's just of all the things that I've talked about, this might be one of the more disturbing ones. And it's not even like the fucking, you know, like someone getting beheaded or like someone getting mutilated or fucking buried at ocean, getting eaten by fucking animals. This is just a story of a fucking horrible person working for a terrible company, giving terrible advice. But it's that disturbing because it's not just this one incident. You know what's happening everywhere. You know these Planned Parenthoods have a bunch of fucking evil people working there. And all they want to do is kill your baby for money. They don't care about you. They don't care about your long-term uh, effects or, hey, in five years from now, what if I kept my baby? You know, that person who told you to kill this baby already spent that money. They don't give a fuck. They're on to the next person and the next abortion. It's complete bullshit. 
But in February, Clinic for Women launched a sister location in the border city of Danville, Illinois, operating under the business name Affirmative Care Solutions. The clinic's operator, LaDonna Prince, is listed as a manager alongside Alicia Dunn and Dennis Mickle, according to Illinois Business Registration Database. According to the database, both of the health facility admin board licenses under Prince's name have long since it's expired. They have a, crowd, a crowdfunding effort to raise $500,000 to mitigate the damages done to their business by the law being passed. So they're basically asking for people to fund their lifestyle of killing babies in their business because it's just the most important thing in the world, apparently, to have this. And the most disturbing thing about this is I just explained how I felt about the abortion issue, and I'm just a fucking moron. I'm just an idiot with a microphone who does this three times a week and talks shit he doesn't really understand everything about. But I do have common sense, and this sounds very sinister to me, the fact that you have people out there with power and influence that were voted for the position and power and influence that they have, or at least they should have been voted in, a lot of the shit was stolen, by their constituents. And these people are actively cheering this on. So there's a lot more than just the people on the inside. You got people on the outside, and you got people that have the power that are in love with this kind of behavior. It's fucking crazy. It's one of those things where, when I was a kid, I used to want to live in a world, because I was big into superheroes, I still am, but I used to want to live in a world where Batman was real, and Joker, and fucking Lex Luthor and Superman and Doomsday and fucking you know, Daredevil and Punisher, all these people. I was like, man, it would be so much cooler if the world had supervillains. Little did I know that, you know, the people like Bill Gates, George Soros, all these fucking evil fucking billionaires, Joe Biden, the Democrats, the Republicans, all of them, they're all fucking against us, man. And they don't give a shit. They just want us dead. They just want money and profit. They've existed all along and they're getting worse. These people that we have now in this country are scarier than the villains that you see in fucking movies. I would rather have ten Freddy Cougars than one fucking more elected, four more years of just fucking Biden administration. They're the most destructive thing to so many people around the world. It's it's heartbreaking. Starting with the babies here, man. I mean, Jesus. Fucking A, man. You know how many smiling moms are being deprived of the chance to be smiling moms because you got evil fucking people like this out there who just want to take your baby and rip it out of you and kill you for 450 fucking dollars. Don't even negotiate the death of your baby. That's how fucking lowbrow these fucking scumbags are. <sighs> All right, let's move on here. Mother of sex trafficked teen files lawsuit after girl was held in boys group home to affirm her trans identity. The mother of a teenage girl who, at the age of 14, fell into the hands of sex traffickers is suing the Virginia school district she blames for her daughter's trauma and the government lawyer who interfered with her efforts to return the girl home. Officials at Apatomox County Public Schools concealed Sage Blair's gender transition from her parents and had the fact that she was being bullied over dressing like a boy. The events in secrecy led to Sage running away from her rural Virginia home only to be captured by a sex trafficker and taken to Baltimore, Maryland where she was held in a locked room and raped by multiple men. Oh, fucking A. But the girl's saga didn't end there. When the FBI recovered her, a Baltimore public defender named Anissa Khan, a target of the lawsuit, worked to keep the girl in Maryland until her parents accepted her gender, her gender transition. The mother had not refused to accept her child's transition because she did not even know about it. But Khan threw away the letters that Michelle Blair was sending her and led the girl to believe that she had been abandoned by her parents. The 14-year-old rape victim was put in a Baltimore group home with teenage boys and told by Khan that her parents no longer wanted her and that Khan was going to arrange for her to live with a family in Maryland who would affirm her as a boy. 
All right. This fucking out of control, man. And the reason why these people are doing this kind of behavior is because they're empowered by the government. The government tells you it's okay. I'll tell you what. If the fucking government, and this is just going to sound ridiculous, but it's true. You know it's true. If the government came on TV right now and fucking said, it is now okay for you to go outside and kill someone, it's okay. Take what take what's theirs. It is now yours. You can do whatever the fuck you want. People would go out there and do it immediately. Not everybody, but there would be a huge uptick in crime. I would say fucking stay up all night with like a shotgun outside your porch because it's coming. They control people, and I don't know how people are so easily controlled. They will do anything the government fucking says. But in this case, they were told that boys and girls are interchangeable. If your parents do not accept this made-up bullshit that you cooked up for yourself because the government's telling you it's cool and your favorite celebrity told you that it's okay to fucking pretend you're a fucking unicorn or a princess, then they're a fucking domestic terrorist. They're a problem. They hate your guts. And this child believes it because that's all she sees everywhere she looks. It's everywhere you turn. You fucking go to your school library. You pick up a book. You're supposed to be affirmed. You turn on the TV. You see the fucking president of the United States, the worthless cunt that he is, telling you that if, you know... The people aren't affirming your true self or whoever the fuck you think you are, then they're the problem. They're the enemy. When was the last time they used this language? During COVID. If these people don't get the vaccine, they're they're a terrorist. They use these fucking polarizing words to describe your fellow man, your neighbor, your family members. They basically ripped apart this fucking family with, with some lies. These people need to be executed. The people that held this child against her will, because it was against her because she wasn't given the proper knowledge that, hey, your parents do want her home. They love her. She was raped by multiple men. This is complete bullshit. They basically stole this child and are giving this child away to someone else over a fucking lie that this child can be a boy if they choose to so be a boy. All this child needs is a fucking hug, and they need a hug from their fucking parents. Granted, their parents probably aren't the best if this kid was able to just up and leave. I mean, my kid ain't leaving this fucking town without my knowledge of where she's at at all times, so that's a lot of it's going to have to be you know, point out the parents too, because your kid just doesn't end up in a weird situation or this mentally broken unless you got a fucking hand in it too. So they're not completely innocent. But these people are sure as fuck guilty. Even after a judge said it would be illegal under the interstate compact on juveniles to refuse to return the girl to Virginia, the girl remained in Baltimore while Khan appealed. She was only returned to her Virginia home after she ran away from the Maryland facilities and was abducted by a man who brought her to Texas, where she was again raped and tortured, according to the lawsuit. Officials in Texas, unlike Maryland, promptly returned her to her parents. So she was able to go back to her parents. Khan, however, went to great lengths to keep Sage in Maryland. After the judge stated that there were no grounds to keep her from home, Khan enlisted two counselors from the school to accuse Michelle Blair of child abuse in Virginia, an attempt to get her child taken from her, even though no one had ever spoken to Michelle. Michelle was herself a certified foster home volunteer who had been extensively vetted, and the Potomac school deemed the charges unsubstantiated. Oh, man, this is fucking wild here. Melissa Rothstein, a spokeswoman for the Maryland Office of the Public Defender, whose email signature includes her pronouns, because why the fuck not, as, as, as if the name Michelle Rothstein isn't a fucking surefire sign that that's a woman. Uh, anyway, she returned a request for comment from the Daily Wire, only to be expressing concern for the safety of the lawyer, Khan. We remain concerned for her safety and caution against including personal identifying information or photo, which could reignite and expand these threats. So they only cared about 
the woman who was keeping the child away from her own family and lying about this and throwing away these letters. They cared about her safety because if her picture got out, name got out, the people would come after her because they knowingly did something wrong and now they're trying to cover their asses because they don't want to face the repercussions because they were caught. These people are fucking cowards and like I said before, people like this that cause unwanted harm, or unnecessary harm to them, to other people or children, I mean, there's no place for them in a decent society. They shouldn't be allowed to live anymore. This is complete bullshit. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's just sad. It really is. It's fucking sad that we live in a world where the elected officials cause so much hatred and division in this fucking country. I, I just, I just don't know how we heal from this. How do we heal from this? I mean, you have a culture now where a decent sized chunk of our country of mentally ill, insane fucking are just done with it all idiots on the left thinking that the most perverse, outrageous, deplorable, and disgusting behavior is normal and righteous. That is a cult. We have the normies on our side, my side, your side. The people that listen to the show are smart people, except for whoever the fuck sent that email. Um, You know, the hate email earlier. We are normal people. We've lived the same way now that we've lived our whole lives, the way that we've been taught, the way that, you know, our parents raised us. And somewhere along the line, these people on the left just got fucking broken. And I just don't know what the hell happened. The government, I just don't know why they're doing what they do. And I mean, you can keep arguing about it. We've talked about this ad nauseum on the show here. I feel like it's just a depopulation tactic. It's just a whole way to make this world insane while they reap the benefits at the top. And it's just like, you think about the benefits, like what are the benefits of being on top of a crumbling fucking society? I mean, there are no benefits. I I would rather have a million dollars in a thriving world than a billion dollars in a dying world because the money means nothing when there's no one to support your fucking funds. If I can't go to McDonald's because every McDonald's in the world's burned down, that's money. I just, I, you're just sitting on piles of cash. You can't spend anywhere because the world's burning around us as we fucking know it. Businesses are closing down. There's, there's, there, there's, there's nowhere to enjoy it. I mean, if everyone's thriving, everyone's doing well, we're all, we're all at, we're all eating. Why can't we all fucking eat? Why does it have to be spread out to the top percentage? Like, why can't we all get a little piece of the fucking pie? You know what I mean? It's really pissing me off here, and I, I just fucking hate how it's lockstep. Everyone's involved in this weird fucking behavior of depravity, and we're just going down this fucking terrible vortex of bullshit, man, you know? And it's like the whole trans thing we're talking about here. It's just another fucking, like, what's next, man? We got we got the COVID bullshit. We've got the Black Lives Matter bullshit. we got the trans bullshit, the fucking climate change bullshit. It's one thing after another four things each year they fucking focused heavily on something too it's like the democrats change their shit every year and it gets worse and worse it gets dumber and dumber and it's like you throw your hands up and who the fuck is following these people man you know it's fucking crazy here but i got one more topic here that uh is sure enough gonna make me happy and thanks (laughs) this one (laughs) oh boogie oh man a texas mom refuses to sign a non-disclosure agreement to visit her child's public school. Fucking, I gotta start looking at these beforehand. I didn't know this whole thing was gonna be pissed off. The Texas mom says her child's public school asked her to sign a NDA in order to visit the school, which she refused to do, according to a complaint. On August 15th, Amber Longacre said she tried to visit Kitty Hawk Middle School, a school not far from San Antonio, according to the New York Post. Several school staffers and the school resource officer approached her and requested that she sign an NDA, a legal agreement meant to guard against sensitive information being leaked. She was not allowed to enter the school to discuss signing the document. 
They were like, just sign it. What's the big deal? Just sign it. Attorney Janelle Davis told the Post. Ultimately, Longacre refused to sign the NDA. Now, I've, I've got kids in high school, 15 and 13, um, been to the school many times over the years, so just drop them off or, uh, you know, got to drop shit off once and I'll pick them up, whatever. You got to meet the teachers at the beginning of the year. Um, never once had to sign an NDA. If I was to drive over to the school right now, I just have to check in at the office, say I'm here to see my daughter, and she'd come to me. I wouldn't have to sign anything. It's just very odd to me how you have to sign an NDA unless you're trying to protect something. Um, NDAs are often used for like stand-up comedians or anyone who visits like a movie set or wants to watch a screening for something before it gets officially released to give their feedback on it. You have to sign an NDA like, hey, we're not going to talk about this information. What I see here has to stay here behind closed doors. A school is a public building. There shouldn't be anything in that public building that requires an NDA because everything should be open to the public. It's a fucking school. It's open to the, you can walk into a school. You can watch a basketball game inside the school. The general public can walk in there. I just don't understand why you have to have anything remotely close to needing an NDA. It just doesn't make any sense to me, unless you're trying to hide something. There is no way to know how many parents signed this NDA without asking any questions, Longacre told the outlet. I shared my story because I want to encourage other parents to speak up when something seems off. Longacre also said she felt back into a corner and as if the school was hiding information from her. No shit. After the incident, Longacre had a meeting with Assistant Superintendent of Operations, uh, Joseph Guidry, a meeting that she recorded. Guidry claimed that first that the NDA was in place to protect the children, but he did not explain how or why specifically the NDA was in place or why the same document appeared on the check-in kiosk at the administration building, according to video footage obtained by the Daily Caller. Now, an NDA is not there in place to protect the children. I don't know what the fuck is... I'm, seriously, how would an NDA protect... There's, there's no way. I mean, there is one thing the school does send home every year that I will give them credit for, is they will say, hey, do we have permission to use your child's picture in the yearbook or any website, posts, or anything that we put out there? Okay. I understand that. That's that's a good thing. Is if, if that's all it is, I will gladly sign that all day. But if it's like, hey, you can't talk about the shit that we're teaching your child or things that you see in the classroom, then there's a problem. Because what are you trying to hide? What are you showing to my kid that not any person, or any person like a lawyer, a judge, police officer, someone who has authority, what are you trying to hide from them? Because it's obvious, it can't be good. It can't be good. I mean, what happens if like someone wants to come in and just review the school system? Like, What happens if like a superintendent or whoever is in charge of the school, I don't know what the fuck these titles are, but you know how when you're at your job and like, you know, home office comes down, everyone cleans up the store. Oh, home office is coming. Does the teacher union, do they have anything that comes in to check the schools, make sure they're not doing weird shit like this? Do they tell them, oh, well, you got you have to wait outside with to throw away all the fucking dildos and weird sex books. I mean, what the, the LG flags, whatever the fuck they're doing. It's, it leaves a very nasty feeling in the pit of my stomach that these people are fucking hiding something, that they're teaching the children behind closed doors that they don't want parents to talk about to anyone else. It's fucking horrible. And you're seeing your kids there every day. And that was a big uh, part of the discussion when they were saying, hey, we got to figure out what's going on in these schools. And I remember when I was a kid, uh, I, I used to get sent home with flyers all the time, like having, like, can we teach your child this? And when it was sex ed, I remember my mom had to sign something and we didn't get to talk about sex. But now it just seems like the school is just taking that away from the parents. Any permission, you can't even talk about it. If you don't like your child's curriculum, if you don't like anything the school's teaching them, you're now a domestic terrorist. You can't even protest the school. You can't do anything. But it does make me remember, though, there was something interesting here. And I don't know why this just popped on my head, but I vaguely remember hearing this as a child. And it stuck with me all these years where there was a conversation going on and they were talking about the Democrats. And it was hardcore left, like I said. And, uh... 
I was just a kid. I didn't know what this meant until now. It just popped up in my head where they said the Democrats are going after them young because you willingly send your parents to this daycare every day. And most parents don't even care what their kids are learning. And this is, and I'm not saying now, but this is going back like 30 years or so. So that's the place where they're going to shape the future of America is through the children. And they thought that was weird at the time. And I just brushed off. I was a fucking kid. But now it rings more true than ever now. I mean, they have perverted the school system a lot over the years. I remember they were trying to erase church from school. You couldn't talk about God. You couldn't even, you, you had to remove God from the Pledge of Allegiance, I remember. In God We Trust, you couldn't say that. You couldn't even have an American flag on. They're slowly taking away things that they hate. They hate religion. They hate pride in the country. They hate, you know, races getting along. They they, they don't like it. They, they separate you in school. They have white people feel like shit. They tell black people they're oppressed. They they tell boys can be boys, girls can be girls. There's nothing special about you. You're just a piece of shit. You can change your, your whole thing. And if your parents are against it, then they're terrorists. And we're going to take you out of the home. We're going to do this. We care about you. They don't. The school cares about you. The system, the government, we care about you. We know what's best. It's that same fucking godlike attitude that is going to be their demise. Because at the end of the day, there may be a bunch of teachers. They may be a bunch of government agents. But they have nothing over me. And they're all a bunch of fucking assholes. And that is where we're going to end the show and move on to the asshole segment of the show. And, uh, man, there's a lot of things in this one that just got me a little hot. But you know what? At the end of the day, I got my binoid in me. I'm chilling out, and I got you guys here to talk to. And it's Monday, so I'm not going to complain too much. It's the beginning of the week. We're going to make it to Friday. It's going to be a a decent week. I know we're going to start the week in August and end it in September, which is absolutely insane we're heading into the colder weather hopefully it doesn't feel like it's ever going to hit everyone's dying in fucking heat exhaustion right now but the cold weather's coming it's going to start cooling down here a bit and things are going to start getting back to normal i know people are back in school now we got the football season coming back so a lot of excitement coming up here now this person wants to know am i the asshole for peeing in my friend's shower i mean for peeing in your fucking friend's shower i mean what is the fucking was it a party were you drunk let's find out here so I'm a 22-year-old female, was staying at my friend's place a few months ago over my spring break. Let's call my friend Nisi. Nisi and I have been friends for a while, but we haven't been able to hang out as much since she graduated last year and has been working. This is my first time seeing her new place, and our first time spending the night together. Before anyone gets the wrong idea, there are absolutely no romantic or sexual feelings between us as she's a woman as well. Oh, I mean, I don't know why I had to say that. Now as a guy without a penis, oh, fucking A. A guy without... What the fuck is this? Now was a guy without a penis. Oh, this is one of those fucking trans people. Okay. What? You're not a fucking... Is this what they're calling themselves now? A guy without a penis? So I'm a woman without a vagina is like... if, if So if I say I'm, I'm a woman, then I have to identify as a woman without a vagina. What, what the fuck are these fucking stupid fucking people, man? Anyway, I'm... And yeah, she, yeah, she's an asshole for that fucking... You're just an asshole for that one thing. I don't care how the story unfolds. You're a fucking asshole because you said that stupid shit. I'm unable to enjoy the wonders of pissing and standing up most of the time. STP scare me, and so I simply... What the fuck is an STP? Stone Temple Pilots scare me, and so I simply said, okay, I didn't know Scott Weiland was that bad. I know it's some weird fucking contraption. I'm sure some fucking trans person is going to correct me on later, but I don't give a shit. However, when I shower, I can pee. However, I'd like and... It just goes down the drain and washes off my leg if I aim badly. So now you're not just a fucking delusional person. You're a nasty piece of shit. I shower every night before bed and I basically always pee. You can't... 
every night you shower and you always pee in the shower because it's satisfying for you. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's okay. All right, all right, all right. I I I know someone's yelling at me right now. So they're they're doing it because they can't stand up any other way except for when in the shower where they're where it just washes down and they're cleaning up anyway. So they want to have that experience like a man does because in their fucking weird warped fucking mind that's been affirmed by people who shouldn't have affirmed it in the first place. Now this person, it's the only way they can feel like a, a, a real guy is by standing up and, and pissing down their fucking leg because, I mean, seriously, what guy hasn't been there, right? I don't really talk to my friends about my peeing habits. But my whole family pees in the shower as well. And it's a whole fucking weird family, and I just assumed it was normal. Last week, me and Nisi were hanging out with some of our friends. Uh, sometime later, we started talking about peeing, and if, because that's what... This person is just fucking disgusting, man. Are, are they all that... Fucking nasty, all these trans people. I mean, this is a conversation about fucking piss, peeing in a shower, and their whole family just pissing. I mean, this house must smell like fucking pneumonia or whatever the fuck. It's just disgusting. Somehow we started talking about peeing, and of course, peeing in the shower came up. Many of my penisless friends, uh, what the fuck? I mean, seriously. I'm, I'm a guy with a penis, so, so I, I guess that's my fucking official title now. Get the fuck out of here with these stupid fucking moronic fucking idiots, dude. If these are the same people that are getting vaccinated, then I, uh, I'm not even going to say it. I ain't going to say it, but I'm sure you can guess where I'm going with this, please. Uh, many of the penisless friends agree with me that it's so nice to be able to stand for once, and many of my penis-having friends even agreed as well. So this is just a, a fucking healthy conversation between a bunch of unhealthy fucking people, mentally. However, not everyone felt that way, and there was a bit of an awkward silence afterwards. I know why this one was sent then now. Thank you so much. I hope you're getting what you wanted here. Uh, Nisi approached me later and nervously asked me if I had to pee in her shower, and I said yes. She got really quiet, and the whole thing got really awkward. She kind of shuffled away, and we sort of avoided each other the rest of the evening. Later, one of our mutual friends texted me to tell me Nisi was really uncomfortable to learn that I had peed in her shower, and she was reconsidering whether she would ever let me stay with her again. I texted her about it directly and apologized, but she hasn't replied yet. So am I the asshole for peeing in her shower? Yeah. I mean, the shower's not for pissing. I don't know how fucking hard this is to understand, but I mean, you have a toilet, you have a shower. Your shower's where you clean your body, and it's right next to the fucking toilet. If you can't pee in the toilet, then maybe you should just fucking figure something else out, because you're obviously doing it wrong here. I mean, I would say that I get the mental aspect, and I can kind of verbalize it, but I still don't understand it. I mean, you're... men can sit down and pee, too. I, I, I just... I mean, sometimes I'll do it. If I'm fucking reading an article or if I'm doing something online or if I'm playing a game or watching a movie, and I'm like, man, I, I'm an old man. I got the fucking prostate the size of a fucking bowling ball. I'm going to fucking sit down and pee. It's going to take me an hour anyway, so I'm going to fucking enjoy myself and read you know, articles and shit. Who hasn't done it? I mean, the only place you don't do that is at a fucking you know, public place because you're sitting on someone else's... You know, I don't want to get nasty. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I don't understand why this person has to fucking pretend. It's like they have to go through the motions. These people are so mentally fucking weak and have absolutely nothing going on positive in their lives that even the slightest glimpse of fucking lies can make their whole day. Like, oh, I, oh, I feel like a guy. I'm fucking pissing down my leg out of my vagina. I just don't understand how these fucking mentally ill people can just continue their days living a fucking lie. And more importantly, I don't understand how people can affirm these lies with a smile on their face and, and, and tears rolling down their face saying it's beautiful. There's nothing beautiful about a hairy man in a fucking tutu telling people he's a fucking Disney princess. There's nothing fuck or a fucking, or how about this one, the grown man who identifies as the fucking six-year-old girl. Like, get the fuck out of here with this shit, man. There has to be a time where we tell these people, no, stop it. You're not this. This is what you are. You fucking deal with it. 
maybe we should uh, like fucking appreciate people more. Like, hey, women are great. Women are fucking beautiful. They're excellent. If I can choose a world full of women or a world full of men, the world wouldn't last very long, but I would choose just a strictly woman. You guys can have this fucking world because you're a lot smarter than us. It's just a whole fucking weird twisted web of bullshit. And I seriously, I, I just, I fucking hate the way this world's going. This person is, is not just an asshole. They are a disgusting asshole and just deplorable. You don't piss in someone's fucking shower, man. I mean, you're standing in there. And a shower. I don't care if it washes down the drain or if you fucking pour Clorox on the fucking floor of that shower. It's disgusting. You don't piss in someone else's shower. If they want to piss in their shower, it's their shower. You could do it. You could piss on the floor. It's your house. Do whatever the fuck you want. But is someone else going to come and piss on the floor of my house? No. That's my house. I, I, you fucking, there's a designated, you know, it, it, it has a shape of a circle. You sit on it and you piss. If you want to get freaky, then you can fucking you know, kneel above the fucking thing, but you're pissing in the toilet. You're not pissing in my fucking sink, you dis- or shower, you disgusting bitch. Nasty fucking people, man. I got no respect for them. And, uh, yeah, you are definitely the asshole. And please, no more of these nasty fucking asshole stories if you're going to send them in. Ay, 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 that was not my favorite one, but very easy asshole story. I love telling people that they're assholes, and uh, that one is definitely an asshole, so... There you have it, people. Today's Monday. I can't believe it. We got a few more days to go till the weekend hits, and I'm excited for it. It's going to be a good weekend. Um, just a couple days here. I'm just waiting for things to fall into place here. Uh, I'm on vacation. I'm just hanging out, waiting for some stuff to come through, and I think what I'm going to do for the rest of this week. I've got a lot of things to watch and a lot of time to watch them, so I've just got a lot of different things here. I got quite a few movies. I tried watching The Lord of the Rings. That was pretty good. Uh, I watched the first one. It was all right. I might watch a few more of those. I'm plowing through Lucifer. I'm on season three right now. And while that show is pretty fun, it's not one of my favorite shows, but it's a decent show to have on in the background. Plus the mom and a the therapist on that show. Oh my fucking Lord, they're smoking. But yeah, other than that, I got nothing else here, man. I'm just ready to get on through to the next show on Wednesday here. And, uh, you know, maybe there'll be a surprise for you on that show. We will see. But until then, you can find us at Voices of Misery podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us another lovely email, like my favorite listener, uh, whoever the fuck that was, sent me that nasty email earlier. Uh, more of those would be nice. And if you want to say a couple nice things, that's appreciated too. I'll start reading those on because I know it's not all negative and I don't want to be negative all the time. So let's go ahead and we'll start bringing those positive ones too. I'll start going through the emails personally this time and, uh, you know, start pulling some of those out there to share the goodwill with the rest of you guys. Um, Twitter. Uh, any social media site, just type in at Voices of Misery, you'll find us. Um, TikTok, any of don't stop, stop. Ooh, 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 I want to sex you up. TikTok, any of don't stop. You can go on there, and there's also a couple of videos on there. We're going to start uploading clips from the show. Eventually, we're just taking our time with shit because we're fucking knuckle draggers here. The Voices of Misery, man. We got a nice little family growing uh, in the background, behind the scenes, working on stuff here. But we're still a bunch of lazy fucks. We'll get to it eventually. Uh, Rumble as well because YouTube hates everything I put out there. Within an hour of me posting a show, it's taken down for medical misinformation. I'm sure this one will be the same. So if you'd like to watch the audio version of the podcast for some reason, you're a mutant. You can go on rumble.com and you can get The Voices of Misery on there. But until then... We'll see you guys on Wednesday. You have a great day and God bless.